So the last couple of months, actually it's just a little more than a year now at this point, uh, has changed uh, the working environment substantially for, for a lot of people. People working from home have now had uh, the children at home for, for long periods uh, of time when they weren't going to school and things. So uh, it has made work and school um, complex for, for, for some people. I heard the story of uh, this man who was trying to, while working from home, trying to get his stuff done, trying to get his work done. So there are things to be written up and people to be contacted and, and contracts to be firmed up and all this kind of thing going on. And then his little boy, his little four-year-old keeps running to him, Daddy, 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 can I find a field of tractor broken? And, 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 okay. Can I fix the tractor later? Would that be okay? I'm just really in the middle of something. Okay, okay. okay. Then he runs in, I can't find my football. I can't find my... Yeah. Um, can you ask your big brother or your mom or and Google it? Google where, just Google where your football is, you'll find, okay, you'll be all right, okay? Daddy, daddy, daddy I can't find, I suppose the plug for my, that, okay. Oh my goodness. So uh, he said, look, I, just, I need to get something done here. Okay, so he found a holy magazine, as everyone has lying around the place, as I'm sure you all do. Uh, so found a magazine, and he saw on it a picture of the globe, and he said, that's it. Okay, what I'll do is, he said, do you know what we'll do? Do you know what we'll do? Do you know what we'll do? We'll play jigsaw, right? So he got a picture of the world, right? A picture of the globe and just tears it up into little strips, knowing, of course, <clears throat> that his five-year-old had never seen a map of the world before, so would have no idea how to put it back together. So he just, it's a bit sinister, really, but, and he tears it all up and says, now, off you go. All you have to do is go put that back together, right? And let me know when you're, when you're busy. Thinking now I've saved myself, or I've given myself an hour, maybe, of, of, of uninterrupted time. Great. Let's the sun off. And the sun comes back after five minutes. Daddy, it's all done. And then here it is, then here's the globe all stuck together with sellotape, and it looks perfect. And he said, how did you, how did you know, how did you do that? And then the son with a big smile on his face said, on the back there was a picture of Jesus. So I just got, I said, if I got Jesus right, then I'll get the world right. If we get Jesus right, we'll get the world right. How true that is for all of us. If we get our faith right, the world comes right. If we get our relationship with God right, everything else will find its place. If you get your relationship with God wrong, everything else can look good, but ultimately bears no fruit. It can, it can look, the, we can, we can on, on the outside, even look, even look holy. <laughs> we can look successful. We can look pretty and attractive and all those sort of things that we're, we're supposed to be these days. We can have the car that we're supposed to drive. and so Everything can look perfect on the outside. If our faith isn't right, well, where are we heading with it all? Where, where are we going with it? What good is it, ultimately? Do you know, if we're not, not heaven-bound, what is the point of anything else? So, today's first reading it's uh there's a, a subtle little message in it here which i i really really like uh, the apostles are talking to jesus now keep in mind so the apostles are jews and they're under roman occupation at this point so there's a foreign force right occupying the land given to them and their forefathers and their forefathers back the whole way to abraham so you can imagine even from an irish context you know if if there had been some sort of a great powerful, even spiritual leader here uh, 150 years ago, the question might have been asked, you know, what's God going to do to liberate us from our dear friends on another island? Um, and interesting, so then they asked Jesus a similar question, okay? Lord, has the time come? 
Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? You know, are you going to give us our land back? You know, are you going to lead some sort of a rebellion or something? Or, or are we going to pray about it or something? Okay? But is something going to happen that you're going to free us from Roman occupation? Okay? Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now Jesus' answer, it's not exactly direct. But he says, it's not for you to know times or dates that the Father has decided by his own authority. Okay, but listen to the next bit. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. Not only in Jerusalem, but throughout Judea and Samaria and deep to the ends of the earth. So the apostles ask, you know, are we going to get our land back? And Jesus answers effectively, not exactly. Well, I'm going to establish a global church, and you're going to be the ones to do it. You're going to be my hands and feet. I'm sending you out on mission. That's even much, much clearer than, of course, in our gospel. <clears throat> so, people want to see God. You know, people have often said it. I mean, you might have heard it yourself. You maybe have had the, the desire in your own heart. I'd love, yeah, I'd, love, I'd love to see God. Like, wouldn't it be great to have some sort of an apparition? You know, if we had a, a wee shoe and visionary that we could go down and, and, and visit down in, uh, in, in Dungarvan. And she says, oh, she's a seer. She sees Our Lady. And, you know, you think, it'd be great if I met someone who saw Our Lady or if I was a visionary myself. Could be nice, no? People want to see God. But ultimately, no matter what is written in this, no matter what's written in the Bible, no matter what Scripture says, people see God in us. Or at least they should. Our faith is what we call it. It's like it's an incarnational faith. It's not just a list of rules and regulations. It's a, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. So if people want to see what is Catholicism like, they may look at, at, at scripture or at the catechism, but ultimately I think they will look at Catholics. What's Catholicism about? They will look at Catholics to see what Catholicism is about. Not, they won't look at our rules or, or they won't look at scripture. They look at us. That's why you know, the conquistadores, the, the, the Portuguese and Spanish who went over to, to America, the new, the new world, uh, some did a great, there were some missionaries among them who were absolutely stellar. And there were others who went over there to plunder the local people, take their gold and take their wealth and take whatever else they had. So they, some went over and gave a fantastic example of, of Christianity and others gave a deplorable Example, because what is Christianity about? Um, well, these people are Christians, and now they're enslaving us and stealing our stuff. So Christianity is obviously rubbish. They're not going to go to Scripture. They're not going to go to the Catechism to see what we actually believe. They will look at what we do. So our, our faith—it's—it's it's, it's incarnational. It must be lived. So the Lord entrusts us with His church, and so you and I—we lead by example. The church is, is, is led not just by the Pope or by bishops or priests. And there's, there's going to be a kind of this idea that you know, lay people need more power in the church. We have, everyone, we have phenomenal power to influence the faith of other people by our example, not by documents we write. People don't read those documents anyway. Everyone knows. Right? That's, that's not where the power of the church is. The power of the church is living the gospel. That's where it is. And, and that any of us can do. You don't need a qualification or theology to do that. All of us are called to, to live this gospel. And then to, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? 
It's not for you to know dates or times that the Father has decided. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That already happened to you. Kind of twice. Right? In your baptism you received the, the Holy Spirit and then in confirmation that message is driven home. Right? Those, those, those gifts are, are, are amplified, magnified. And then we should start bearing the fruits of the Spirit in our life. That's already happened to us. It hadn't happened to the apostles at, at this point. It has happened to us. We have received the Holy Spirit. And then you will be my witnesses. But not only in Jerusalem, not only in your own home, but everywhere in the whole world. This, is, this, this mission is entrusted to us. It's, it's incredible. And so people want to see God. But they're not going to have apparitions. They'll see God in us. Or at least they should. That's the responsibility you and I have. It's, it's phenomenal. There's no greater mission. There's no, nothing we can do of greater importance than helping people get to heaven. Nothing. Nothing. No amount of entertainment. No amount of wealth. No amount of health. Even if you can heal people. No amount of health. There's nothing more important than getting people to heaven. Because that lasts forever. So, we ask the good Lord today to strengthen us in our missionary zeal, in our, in our sphere of influence, our families, our friends, whoever, whoever we know, that it's not so much we're, we're, we're praying that they'll be holier and convert and all that kind of thing. It's good that we pray for them, but we pray firstly that, that we'll be what God is calling us to be, that we will be the Lord's hands and feet, that we will be the Lord's missionaries, his witnesses unto the ends of the earth for the building up of his kingdom. Amen.